Hey everybody, welcome to Tara and Andrew versus the Scarecrow Video Movie Guide. I'm Andrew. I'm Tara. And this is part 53 in our 3,726 part series wherein we choose a movie from the guide at random, watch it, do some research, and then tell you what we thought and learned. That's right. Uh, our primary rule is we are honor bound to watch whatever movie we select as long as neither of us have ever seen it before. There are a few rules that we'll invoke as needed, but... Uh, that's the main rule. That's the main rule, and uh, if you've heard any of our previous episodes, like our last one, you'll know, who oh boy, we sure do we did. ever uh, uh, respect that rule? Yeah. Uh, to, to our own detriment. To our own detriment, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in the last episode, we watched uh, Ken Park, one of Larry Clark's gross, pretty exploitative movies about teens and their, their horrible situations that they're in and uh yeah i was feeling pretty good before we recorded that episode because you'd picked the hunted before that yeah. i'm like oh that was a not very good movie and tara picked it for once i, I <laughs> i'm finally I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> I, i'm not gonna be the person who picks bad movies consistently and then you outdid yourself and then yep i did a, i did a real real great job you did a you pulled a real andrew there i pulled in a real andrew as as everybody says yeah uh, as all the kids say yeah so uh this is Tara's turn to pick a movie this time, so I'm going to start flipping through the guide here, and you will just have to let me know when you want to stop. Stop. Okay. So, we are watching a movie from New Zealand, What Becomes of the Brokenhearted, from 1999. Hey, it's a sequel to a movie, so that's... Oh, great. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, well, this is the first time we've ever had to watch a sequel to a movie that we've not seen. I think... I think. Did we... We saw Leatherface, and that might have well, been before we'd seen the second part two. one. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like there was a lot of continuation. That, that's true, yeah. And we'd seen the, the original. Right. So, yeah, so I, I don't think that exactly 100% counts. Yeah. And same with Exorcist 3. Right. I don't, you know... I understand that you shouldn't see Exorcist 2 is uh, what I yes. preferred. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so What Becomes of the Brokenhearted, 1999, from New Zealand. This follow-up to Once Were Warriors is not as intense or dramatic as the first, but it's engaging nonetheless. When I first heard that there was going to be a sequel, I assumed that the story would follow the mother from the first film, as her character was the most redeeming. Oh, God. But surprisingly, the story decided to follow the character you love to hate, Jake. Jake is the epitome of a male patriarchal violent bastard. Great. And after many tragedies in his life, he is finally trying to come to terms with his uncontrollable violent nature. His oldest son falls victim to a gangland murder, while the younger brother, Sonny, seeks vengeance by infiltrating the gang his brother was in, taking on his older brother's girlfriend in the process. Meanwhile, Jake confronts himself by coming to terms with his Maori background and finding friendship in his search for answers. Jake finally wakes up to what matters to him most, redemption to his family. But can he help himself and thus his son in time? Oh, God. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Uh, Once We're Warriors is not in the guide, <laughs> so I don't even have a way of referencing that to get any kind of context. So, Well, this is going to be interesting, uh, yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, huh. So, no idea of what kind of, uh, I mean, I guess it's gang-related, but uh, sort of. no other 
kind of it's going to be hard for us to calibrate <laughs> yeah, yeah essentially is what we're saying no no knowledge of the the first movie and yeah so <laughs> no no calibration yeah we can offer uh not familiar with the director at all and yeah. it's from new zealand i don't know that we've seen a lot of movies from new zealand uh taika waititi that's true aside okay. yeah his work obviously and doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of common ground between his work probably and, not <laughs> and this movie so what becomes of the brokenhearted we'll find out maybe we'll find we'll, we'll report find back so stick around uh, we will be back with our thoughts on what becomes of the brokenhearted after this musical interlude Everybody, so we're back. We're back. We're 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 really back. We're really back. It's been several months since we uh, recorded the first part of the episode, <laughs> and apparently almost pretty close to a year since our uh well, except for the special episode, the saw special, the saw special. Uh, yeah, it's been close to a year since our last episode was released. It's been been quite a year. We it's been a real year. We bought a condo. We both changed jobs. Uh, a, a good a good portion of this time could be just summed up by, you know, COVID. Theoretically, we could have been more productive putting episodes out before now, but the Animal Crossing came out. Oh, yeah, but and, the Animal Crossing. But so. the Animal, the animal yeah. Crossings, though. Yeah, our always look real good, guys. I think you'll appreciate the fact that we haven't been recording episodes <laughs> and have been focused on our islands and making them look good as hell. Really been a productive use of our time. So, yeah, for um, sure. You can come visit them. We'll post the uh, the codes on yeah. our blog post if you yeah. want to drop in and see our, our islands in their majesty, their splendor. Their splendor. So, what the fuck even was this movie? I barely remembered what we were supposed to be talking about. I know. Is it time for our preschool? <laughs> yeah. How does how does podcast? How do, how do podcast? How do podcast? Uh, yes, I believe we should do our rating now. So I do remember the rating scale at Good. least. Me too. <laughs> Thank goodness. So as always, we have a five point uh, rating scale in order from worst to best. Don't watch. Maybe don't watch. Eh. Maybe watch and don't not watch. Very intuitive scale. I yes. Think you all will agree. Right. Um, so, yeah, on the count of three, we will reveal our heretofore undiscussed ratings for the movie, our independent yeah. ratings. Uh, so, so, do you have a rating in mind? I do. All I'm right. just going to go with something. Okay. Um, yeah, so on the count of three. One, one two, three. three. Eh. Uh, podcast over. All right. Thanks <laughs> <Done>. for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> So, yeah, it's weird going into a sequel to a movie with having no knowledge of the first movie. I don't feel like we were necessarily... Disadvantaged. Disadvantaged, right. This. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like it does a pretty good job of getting you where you need to be. Right. Without making you be like, ooh, who's this guy? Or who's that or like, guy? Let's recap the first movie. Right. Or any of that. So that's a point in its favor, I For would sure. Say. I agree. It's a movie that's got some weird fucking tonal issues. Like, it's supposed to be a drama dealing with 
gang violence in New Zealand, but then there's kind of... And, like, family drama. Family drama, yes. And alcoholism and um, abusive relationships. But then there's the weird little sort of comedic bits and the, let's go do this thing that's kind of funny. And, and seconds ago, you just saw something pretty violent happening. And right. It's just, like, a tonal whiplash. It is. Um... And, and also, I think, kind of related, sometimes I found the pacing to be a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Where something's like, okay, this is going to be a really fast-paced action sequence, and we're going to be cutting back and forth between different pieces of the story or different characters in the movie. And then it's like, okay, now let's just take this slow. It's like an hour and 38-ish minutes or mm-hmm. so, so it's not like a particularly long movie, but it did not go by quickly necessarily right exactly yeah maybe if we had seen the first movie we would have liked it better perhaps but i don't know that it would have swayed things right and and i wonder how much of it too is just like it's to me this is kind of a movie that's really of its time like just Mm -hmm. the stylistically and you know some of the things that they do i think maybe don't age as well as other movies have so yeah, definitely. I think it was made in 1999, and it feels of that era. Yeah, exactly. Of that era. Pretentious ass. I mean, I guess tonight we're gonna movie like it's 1999. Hmm. We did already. I'd, oh, I'd rather not okay. do that anymore. If we right. could avoid. I thought we were gonna rewatch the movie after this episode. <laughs> yeah, recorded. one more time. Yeah. From the top. Top Gun from the top. Top Gun from the top. Again. So we will start talking about the plot now. Did you want to kick it off? Sure. The movie starts off with this guy getting into a bar brawl. We find out his name is Jake and he's just drinking and he gets pissed off seeing some guy look at him. So of course you do what you do when someone is looking at you and you just go kick their ass. Then just go back to drinking. This whole bar scene is interspersed with scenes from a totally different story where this guy nick who's in a gang is heading out on some sort of mission and he's being positioned at the back of the group and he's like what the hell's up with this he says goodbye to his girlfriend and then he's off um and uh unfortunately nick who was uh suspicious about where he's being placed in this raid he gets shot he's dead um so we find out that nick was jake's son jake hears about the murder, decides kind of last minute to go to the funeral. Uh, he shows up and the rest of the family basically just doesn't want to have anything to do with him. He's kind of shunned. So it's his ex-wife and his other son. And then you also see Nick's girlfriend Tanya is there and she sings a song over Nick's grave. Sonny is introduced. It turns out Sonny was Nick's brother. So Jake's other son, and he decides to go approach Tanya, and he's talking to her, and Tanya's like, hey, I gotta tell you that your brother was set up by the leader of the gang he was part of, this guy named Grunt. So essentially he's been killed off by his own gang, and Tanya's like, we need to get revenge. Yeah. And Sonny agrees, and so Tanya, Sonny, and Sonny's friend Mookie decide to... uh, sort of become a trio um, who are going to avenge Nick's death. The first thing they do, um, kind of surprisingly, I guess, is Sonny does go talk to Jake and asks him for help. Jake's like, no, 
blah, right. blah, blah, leave it alone, he's dead. Good advice, although... Right, maybe he could have done things differently. Yeah, know. good advice for somebody from somebody who wasn't Jake, possibly. Did not really, <laughs> not leading by that example, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. So it's not necessarily delivered well, and so uh, Sunny, Tanya, and Mookie decide, okay, well, this is not going to be any good. Let's go and join the rival gang to the gang that Nick was part of. The Black Snakes. The Black Snakes. So <laughs> to do this, they get a tow truck and they pull an ATM out of its spot and go to the leader of the Black Snakes with all the money from this ATM. And they're like, hey, so we want to join you and uh, kill Grunt, the leader of the Hawks or whatever they're called, the Rebel Gang. We're now Black Snakes. There's some hemming and hawing, but he's like, all right, you're, you're part of the gang, I guess. Let me punch you in the face. And then that, that plus the grief over your brother's death is enough for you to have suffer the trauma you need to be a black snake. Yeah. So good for them, I guess. I guess. As they're initiated into the black snakes, there's like a sort of like evening party thing that happens. And Tanya's like, oh, I'm going to go dance. Can't be sad all the time. And so she goes out and she's dancing by herself and having a good old time. And then Ape Man, who is the leader of the Black Snakes, he looks at her from across the room and she's like, oh no. He sticks out the tip of his tongue <laughs> at her. Just the tip of his tongue. Um, the and traditional courting. The tra- uh, yes. And obvious, it's obvious what he wants. And <laughs> but it's just like such a weird way to flirt or give a message. I don't know if maybe that's... A gang thing? Is it a Maori thing? I don't know. You Maybe it's just this ape feminists, thing. You got. You can't even stick the tip of your tongue out in a gross, <laughs> lascivious manner at a woman anymore these uh. days. Back in my day. <laughs> yeah, that's how we met. <laughs> yep. Um, oh. Yeah. But yeah, Tanya clearly doesn't want to have anything to do with ape man in that regard but i mean the name is kind of a turnoff in itself yeah that name is not so good you know kind of it lets you know what you're getting in for right so she kind of retreats off the dance floor but uh unfortunately is summoned by ape man and uh he's like hey you know what the deal is you and me you You gotta you gotta pay your dues you gotta pay your dues yeah so she is coerced into having sex with ape man and and basically is claimed by him yes that's um, how it's termed and sunny is not happy with this because it feels like he's got a thing for her which is also weird it, it is um seeing that it's the girlfriend of his just recently killed brother so that's uh, yeah, not not great either. Like on the scale between an ape man and a sunny, you know, sunny's on the. <laughs> you're gonna go on a. You're gonna go toward a sunny. You're gonna go towards likely. a sunny, yeah. But uh, <laughs> still not still not great. Um, they get integrated into the black snakes, and then we see Jake is having problems with his girlfriend. Like he barges into her house, like after he gets drunk and wants to do it, and then. This happens earlier in the movie, and then again, he does it after he gets kicked out of his, his favorite bar for beating up the guy at the beginning of the movie. They're like, get out of here, you, you're, you're no good, mm-hmm. uh, understandably. And so he finds himself a new bar, and pretty much immediately gets kicked out of that one, too, for punching people up after they, <laughs> like, don't let him take his 
claimed turn at the the pool table. He's like just flies into a rage immediately oh, and yeah. starts fighting. Yeah, it's like so uncalled for. He basically puts down a quarter or whatever the New Zealand equivalent is, some coin, on the pool table and assumes that that's how they they claim tables. Well, it turns out there's a blackboard. Yeah. And he's just like, fuck, blackboards, punch, punch, punch. Writing? No. <laughs> so he gets thrown out of that bar, too. Well, except what's really funny is, like, before, he's not necessarily thrown out, but the two guys that were, he was befriended by, yeah. they walk out of the bar. They're like, ugh, you did a real bad thing here. Yeah. And walk out, like, shouldn't it be the other way around? Yeah. It's kind of weird that they leave before him, right? Yeah. Anyway. But he leaves that bar as well, and he goes over and, in his drunken hair trigger rage uh, state that he's in, he he wants to have sex, and he's starting to force himself on his girlfriend, and she tells him to fuck off, and he smashes up her house, and then storms off, and it's like, yeah, not too cool. I have to say, like, I was impressed that the girlfriend was like, you're out. Yeah. Don't ever talk to me again. Right. Like, it was a. Uh, it was impressive. Yeah. Like yeah, you stick. You stick up for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say just like in general, the um, female characters are presented pretty well mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh, so it's got that going for it. Like, yeah. They're not pushovers. They don't really take shit. Unfortunately, they still are kind of pawns or or uh, catalysts for certain things. But yeah, you know. But uh, they they've got more agency i would say than you would necessarily expect them to to have considering the people that they're hanging out with yeah around this point jake starts to have some misgivings about how things are going with his family and he goes to his his ex-wife's house and wants to find out where sonny's living and she gives him the address and he goes over there and sonny just has no interest in having anything to do with jake at all it's just like get out of here yeah i mean we came to you for help you didn't want to help us so goodbye yeah and sunny and and mookie go and are trying to talk to ape man about enacting their revenge on grunts to to avenge nick's death and he's just like no that's not gonna happen (laughs) like like, thanks thanks for that money you gave me but no this is not not interested no thank you you gave me your money and yeah. you got into the gang. What else do you want? Bye-bye. Uh, Bye-bye. And um, so Tanya had noticed like when she was having to have sex or about to have sex with Ape Man, like his, his henchman had delivered some guns to his room. And so she knew that he had these guns hidden. And so she makes a, a plan to steal the guns, sneak him out of Ape Man's room. And that did, they decide that they're going to go get uh get grunt on their own with yeah. or without the help of the, the black snakes yeah they they know sort of the woman that he is that grunt is uh consorting with and so they decide that they're gonna stake out her place because he always goes there alone so they don't end up getting tangled up with the rest of his gang and a fine plan it is too because it, it does end up leading them pretty much right to him yeah meanwhile jake is Settling into a new job that he's gotten. I don't, it's not even really clear like how he gets the job. He just knows where his friends from the bar were working and he shows up there. And you know, like, I wonder if these guys were in the first movie. I don't think so, because it seemed like they did not know each other at the very beginning. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
Yeah, he somehow knows where they work. Yeah. And shows up. And I mean, he's in like the kind of construction business, so I guess there maybe is only so many opportunities for construction work in their area, possibly. Maybe. But um, he gets set up with the crew, the construction crew, and then he kind of, after embarrassing them at the bar, he gets back into the the good graces of these two dudes, and uh, they go boar hunting. And uh, there's this bond that starts to, to form between them, and I guess it's significant because in the first movie, apparently, uh, Jake was really not wanting to have anything to do with his Maori roots at all. And then these guys are Maori. Um, and the hunting is, is part of that tradition, one mm-hmm. of the traditions. And so the fact that he's willing to partake in this is kind of significant to his character. His character arc. Character arc. So he's, he's growing a bit, becoming more willing to accept his, his heritage, which is good. Not drinking like he used to. Mm-hmm. And trying to... Not to be a violent jackass all the time. So Mookie and Sunny are at the Black Snake hideout, and they're they're talking to this other gang member who's got all these facial tattoos, and he'd just been released from prison pretty recently. And it sounded like he had maybe taken the fall for somebody else in the Black Snakes, and so they were all kind of congratulating him for not ratting anybody else out for, for that. So he had kind of a, a place of honor within the gang because of that. And this guy tells Sonny and Mookie, like, hey, um, the reason why Grunt killed Nick was because Jake fucked up Grunt pretty bad back in the day. And so this is kind of retribution. This was retribution for, for what Jake had done to him. And uh, Sonny obviously is not too thrilled to hear about this. And he, yeah. He, we also see that Jake is becoming more and more involved with his work friends, and he goes to a, a party where they're singing Maori songs and, and things, and so he's becoming more invested in in the cultural side of things. Growing yeah. up, he goes and apologizes to his girlfriend for being a piece of shit and tries to invite her to this party, and she's like, mm, no, but like maybe give me a call later and we'll talk about it. Yeah. So he's he's growing very quickly it seemed oddly very very quick yeah i guess maybe the death of your son would maybe spur some changes possibly well yeah i guess like if you go on this violent rampage after your son's murdered and your girlfriend was like you're fucked up might be a wake-up call but it seems awfully really quick turnaround yeah it does where you have all of these ways of living and then you're just going to suddenly change it over the span of who knows how long, not very long. Yeah, a few days it feels like. Right. So. so who knows. So now we're getting close to the culmination of the film. So um, Tanya and Sunny start to enact the plot that they developed with Mookie. Tanya sneaks out of Aitman's bed, manages to grab his guns, and she's kind of like sneaking around the, the gang hideout to get over to where Sunny sleeps. What they don't realize is one of Ape Man's henchmen spots Tanya and is like, hmm, hmm, I better just keep an eye on what's going on. She shouldn't be leaving Ape Man's room. Hmm. <laughs> so Tanya and Sunny head out. They go to kill Grunt. They show up at, at his girlfriend's house. Sunny's gun jams, so Tanya ends up shooting Grunt. And then obviously Grunt's gang is pissed and they decide to go 
and attack the black snakes. So they go, you know, there's this explosion and fire and blah, blah, blah. And Ape Man's like, what the fuck is going on? We've got a war on our hands. So Ape Man is rounding up his his snakes to go attack the hawks. And um, as they're getting ready to head out, uh, the henchman pulls Ape Man aside. He's like, hey, I got to tell you something. Tanya fucked off with your guns in the middle of the night. Or something. Or he something. just whispers into Ape Man's ear yeah. tenderly. And... Andrew, Andrew decided that that the henchman was telling Ape Man that he loves him. I mean, you want to just make sure that you know that before you go off and possibly do your death. True. You gotta, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you know, get those things off your chest. Yeah, you can't leave that unsaid. Yeah. Um, but it probably was him just telling him that he'd seen Tanya. Steal the guns. Probably. Probably. Boring. I know. I'd rather see the movie where the henchman is like, <laughs> let's get forget this stuff this is bullshit what are we doing with our lives it's all on fire it's no good anymore it's no good. come on this is bullshit we're this done is, this is no life for us no come on let's just go hit up the beach kiss and smooch unfortunately that doesn't happen that's our fan fiction that we're working on just let us know drop us a line if you want to um get us some money for a spec script you're right right so mookie wasn't there he he manages to go find jake and he tells Jake, hey, Sonny's in some deep shit. He killed Grunt. So Jake runs out, decides to track down Sonny. He finds Sonny, and he's like, what the hell's going on? What are you doing here? Sonny kind of fills him in on what's happening. He's like, but also, you started this whole thing. You got Nick killed by beating Grunt's ass back in the day. And they managed to make amends really suddenly too. I mean, I guess you kind of have to in this kind of situation, Yeah. but it's just like very much like they're at each other. And then like half a second later, like, okay, well we got to, uh, I guess whatever. Let's go. Yeah. It's, and, uh, so a lot of this, a lot of stuff in the movie seems to happen just very, very quickly. Like hairpin turns. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they head out, um, because they realize they have to go save Tanya. She's back at the, black snakes lair and uh, they they go back and they realize they're too late Ant man has already shot her in the head and she's dead so um as sunny finds tanya in the state it's a pretty good moment we should call out like where he's like look at me and she's like oh yeah that was good yeah and she's like i don't want your face to be the last thing that i see right yeah so that's that's pretty tough it, it is she was tough as hell yeah she you know think the real the real hero of the movie yeah in many ways although yeah. you know maybe you know she's the one who kind of decides like we're gonna go get revenge right you need to help me get revenge yeah you know i mean she's the one who kills Grunt but she and... does yeah she does it so she's, she's she's got a lot of she's got a lot of uh strength yeah and 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 willpower and yeah. just Willing to to live by her convictions and die by them if need be, so yeah, and does not end well for her, unsurprisingly. But but at least it seems that she went out without Ape Man being the last thing she saw. Yeah, she's but like, you know what? I'm not giving in to you. I'm at peace with dying, but I'm not gonna look at your fucking face. Or maybe not at peace, but just like, well, this is gonna happen. Yeah, but... uh, uh, yeah. I guess she's like, she's resigned. Yeah, to it. Yeah. She's not like. Happy to die, but um, as Sunny finds Tanya, Ape Man manages to snag him and takes off with him and some of his henchmen. Jake sees this happen. 
He zooms off to chase them down. He manages to get back to the base and beats up a whole bunch of Aitman's goons trying to get to his son. So he goes, he finds Sonny and tries to leave with him, but Aitman's like, uh, nope, you're not going to just walk out of here. So as he goes to, to punch up Jake, Mr. Tattooman, the guy who'd recently got out of jail, decides, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this. And he, he, he beats up Aitman, allowing... Sonny and Jake to get the hell out of there, and they do, and then it's like boom! Immediately roll the credits, credits. Yeah, roll credits like, with this kind of cheery music. Yeah, everything's fine now. Like yeah. mm, no, not not necessarily. I mean, things are better than they were two minutes ago, but uh, yeah, like I guess in terms of things that are better, Jake realizes that he needs to be a dad to his kids and not yeah. be an alcoholic, violent shithead. So, uh, there's that. Yeah. And he's embracing his, his heritage, which yeah. is good. But, like, you don't want to put, like, maybe, like, a little coda to the whole it's thing. Like it's like all these people had to go through hell for Jake to grow up. Yeah. And and take yeah. responsibility for the way he lives his life. That's yeah. kind of what this whole thing is, right? Yeah. It's, like, all about this guy. That's the only, the only sort of real... I mean, he's the catalyst for everything he is he's and the catalyst for everything and then it's all for his benefit yeah what happens yeah i mean it's good that he's making progress but yeah but like at what cost that's <laughs> an hour and 40 minutes yeah or life that we're not getting back um so yeah i mean movie ends that's it no, ends. no kind of which i guess up. fair enough because what else are you gonna do like just show sunny and jake like Holding hands, having a picnic, and I skipping mean, along. No, but they could have done something more than like, oh, they got out yeah. of that very bad situation, and then the right. end. Like, true. It's like they're barely stumbling out of the of the lair, right? And then cut to black. <laughs> yeah, like you know, you don't want to gild it a little like, too much, but you could gild it a little bit. I would Just say. a little. Just you a can little put bit. like you know a couple little flakes of gold on there. Yeah, cats can get a little salami. Yeah. So. So, therefore, ergo, okay. they can have a little salami, too. Yeah. Do we have any salami? Don't I, I don't think we have salami. No. Mm. Curse this pandemic! Ugh. So, end of movie. I, I stand by my eh, I completely rating. stand by my eh rating, too. I think we we didn't really find a lot of other information about the movie, like any, any kind of articles or anything that would shed any light on it, necessarily, or interesting things about the production of the movie. I think it's kind of a common thing for uh, international movies that are not kind of known to be... Like big blockbusters. Yeah. Or like big breakthroughs. Accepted as classics. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's not a lot for us to go into. Um, A few blog posts, very scant um, synopses on Wikipedia and Rotten Tomatoes and then, like, not really any behind-the-scenes info or, or making-of info or whatever, contextualizing. It's kind of a bummer. Two interesting tidbits that we found that we weren't necessarily aware of, obviously not having seen the first movie. First off, Sonny didn't appear at all in that movie. Yeah. Um, the movie was based completely on Jake and his ex-wife, who were still together at the time, and their their kids and, like, the whole family situation with, with Jake delving further into alcoholism and renouncing Maori culture and becoming, like, really violent. And then eventually, I guess, Beth saying, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm not taking this anymore. And um, 
that's kind of, from what I gather, kind of where the movie ends. Mm-hmm. But Sonny wasn't in it at all. Yeah. Which is strange. You know, having an adult son <laughs> that didn't appear at all <laughs> in the first movie. He was prob- and he's going to be like one of the central characters of the sequel. He probably was in the bathroom the whole time. Yeah, he's just like taking the longest part. <laughs> yeah, he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> if I was gonna, oh man, I guess you just want to make an edit of the first movie. Just <laughs> you just hear someone like lightly grunting yeah. in the bathroom. So look for that. Oh, you just occasionally hear like, "I'm sorry, no, my stomach, oh, no, my stomach." <laughs> and then like we're gonna like really badly dub occasional comments from the other characters, like, "Oh, Sunny's still in the bathroom," yeah. and it's not even gonna be in a New Zealand accent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. that's, that's a good, I think, a good use of our quarantine time. <laughs> um, speaking of New Zealand accents, like, even though, like, many of the people in this movie, as I was saying earlier as we were watching it, many, many of the people in the movie could easily pound the snot out of me. Oh, it's, yeah, there were some muscles on these dudes. Yeah, uh, very, very uh, threatening-looking dudes. Uh, the New Zealand accent is not at all threatening. It's just, it's very charming, I find, so... It's probably a lot to do with the fact that most of the time we've been exposed exposed to the New Zealand accent has been from like Flight of the Concords yeah. or yeah. the films of Taika Waititi, and, right. you know. Yeah. So I guess there, that connotation does have some. Uh, part <laughs> I think to that play. has a, a part to play for pro- sure. Pro- probably yes. I think the other the other really funny thing that I, I found when you look at the first movie to the sequel is the guy who played Ape Man apparently was one of Jake's drinking buddies in Once Were Warriors, which is like, did they just like run out of people that they could cast? Or they're like, oh shit, this guy would be really good for this role. Well, we have to we have to have him in this movie anyway. I mean, when you have somebody named Ape Man and you see the suit, it's like, well, kind of. But he didn't look like that in the first movie, uh-huh. is what I'm finding out. He didn't have the dreadlocks, he didn't have the beard. I see. Even without that, like, he was recognizable... To, to viewers. To viewers who'd seen the first movie, so. Yeah. Whoopsie. Uh, oops, oopsie doopsie. Oopsie doopsie. The, the main thing that we saw uh, online were reviews, and a lot of the reviews seemed to feel like this was better than the first movie. So uh, it does not make me want to watch the first movie necessarily, right. by, by virtue of hearing that. I'm like, well, all right. If I've seen the better of the two, then no, no need to. Yeah. And then just to kind of talk about the tonal stuff a little bit, one of the reviews I saw referenced the the humor in the movie <laughs> as being light, ironic, dry touches of humor, which are thrown into the mix as naturally as day follows night. And I was like, mm, no, no, not no. really. But it was kind of jarring. Like, uh, It was really jarring. Like the scene where Tanya is forced to sing in a record store because she'd mentioned it to Sunny in a kind of private moment between the two of them, how she... Used to do that, go into record stores and sing, and fine, but it doesn't really fit in at all with, like, the overall tone of the movie, just... Right. Or really, their... like, the, the, the goofiness around the boar hunt scene where it's like, ha ha ha, Jake doesn't know what he's doing, yeah. he's a tough man. Yeah. Not every movie has to have jokes in yeah. it, you guys. Jokes. What are the... <laughs> if you haven't seen the Tom Sharpling uh, bit about jokes, it's it's very good. We'll link to it yes. in the blog post. Um, 
Also, everybody should listen to Double Threat. It's oh, a it's podcast so that good. Tom Sharpling and Julie Klausner are doing together. They're both super funny in their own right, but you combine the two, and it is chef's kiss. <laughs> Wet chef's kiss. Ugh. Well, I'm going to ignore that and just say <laughs> they live up to the name. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very good. Don't let that they've disgusting got, kissing noise uh, dissuade you. Yeah, they've got a really good comedic chemistry, yeah. and... Uh, it's an excellent podcast. Yes. It's really helped me a lot getting through the, just, you know, the the ongoing anxiety and uh, whatever we're going through right now. And so that seems like a good point for us to have a... Seamless transition. Into talking about uh, something that we have deliberately chosen to watch, which are the videos from uh, the Korean... TV station SBS's Animal Farm uh, TV show, which I guess I think shows on Saturday mornings there, and it's not um, not terrifying like George Orwell's Animal Farm. It's just a bunch of short stories about animals in Korea and their owners, and it's it's pretty funny for the most part. For the most part, yeah, there are some ones that are sad. Um, so feel free to shut one off if you're like, oh, this seems like this is taking a turn. Yeah, but which we've had to do. Yes. Enough sadness going on right now in the world. No yeah. way to expose yourself to more of it for no good reason. But by and large, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, they're mostly like really lighthearted looks at um, pets and how they interact with their, their owners or families. And um, often it's around a pet ha- that has um, some strange behavioral quirk and the owner's like, I want to figure out what the heck's going on with this. Why is my cat sneaking off in the middle of the night or whatever? Yeah. Or why is my dog always barking at this time? Yeah. Or whatever. And one of my favorite things about kind of reality-based Korean shows is that they like to put a lot of sound effects in. I guess we, we do it too with America's Funniest Home Videos and stuff, so I can't just say it's a Korean thing. No. But uh, Korea really does it really well. Like, they'll have an animal refusing to do something, and then there'll just be a sound clip of the, somebody going, what? (laughs) So it really really adds to the the enjoyment of these videos. The best thing I will say, though, about um, these clips is that they have the best fucking titles for their videos. Oh, the titles are amazing. And then they bizarrely throw in American slang in somewhat inappropriate ways. (laughs) And it's just, mwah, another, a dry chef's kiss. Yeah, a a dry, not as as good as the the wet gross one that I did, (laughs) but still very good. Um, so I've, there's, there was the one video we saw where they were talking about the dogs with one of them, the dog had just had like a bunch of babies and then the, the d- mom dog was kind of shepherding the puppies around and then they showed the dad dog and they referred to the dad dog as a douchebag. Yes. <laughs> it was like, oh. <laughs> Deadbeat douchebag dad. <laughs> yes. Very, very funny. But, um. Deadbeat AF. <laughs> yeah. Because I've come up with a fun Ooh. game. Ooh. So I've got a list of titles of the videos here, and I, I want you to tell me, some of them are real, some of them may be real, some of them may be fake. Ooh. You have to tell me if you think uh, this is <laughs> one that I've made up, or if it is real. Alright. So tell me, is this a real title for an SBS Animal Farm video, or is it fake? Swimming Phelps Cat, lit. Real. That is correct, real. <laughs> Cause uh, I think we saw that one. I think we did, yeah. Um... Is this real or fake? What up? Open the door for this shameless cat. Ooh, that's tough. I, I'm going to, it very possibly is real, but I'm going to go fake on this one. That's real. Oh. 
let's see. Do you like nugget doggos dipped in chocolate? <laughs> That's gotta be real. That's real. <laughs> uh, oh. Let's see. The Cat Dring, starring only cats, but still very scary. That's fake. That's real. Sorry. What? <laughs> yep. Oh my god, I thought you were making fun of my love of puns. Nope. Uh, okay. Got a couple more here. Oh boy. Don't say that you guys are temple dogs. Period. Real? That's that's real, yep. <laughs> are uh, you sure you, you made up any fake ones? Well, one more, one okay. more. Okay. Dalmatian hubby dog cheated on his pregnant wife, SMH. <laughs> Is that fake? That's real. They're all real. Oh They're all real. That's how great this channel is. It's so fucking good, oh you guys. Oh my god. I like, love it. There, there's more. That, let me see. There's a couple oh more that I should boy. read off here. I, I took a bunch of screen caps of them. Um, let's see. Either humans or sharks hate going to the hospital. <laughs> Either. Either or. Not both. Caterella <laughs> uh, mops to clean her own hairs. Oh. Sorry, Wildcats. You guys are not fluffy, just fat. Savage. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, SPS Animal Farm. Uh, it's, it's pretty great. Very, very enjoyable. Especially if you want to see funny animals uh, from Korea. Well, well worth checking out. I guess that wraps it up for us this time. Uh, first off, I want to say huge thanks to the Seattle band Boat for allowing us to use their song lately off the album Setting the Paces. Thank you, Boat. Please check out their new album. It is... Tread Lightly. Uh, super good. It's called Tread Lightly. Available now. Very good. Very good. They're on their Instagram. They've been doing a lot of live videos lately, too, that I haven't checked out yet because we were waiting to hear the album. But uh, check them out and uh, check out the new album. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And um, we also, of course, would like to say that even in these tough times, and I know that money is probably pretty tight for people right now, but if you are able to spare money, we would strongly encourage you to support your local video store, um, especially now that a lot of them are having to shut down. If you're in the Seattle area, Scarecrow Video could use your money for sure. They've been doing rentals by mail for people too, so yeah, I think that's... You know, even if you're in a different part of the country, you might be able to rent movies from Scarecrow right now. This podcast obviously wouldn't exist without them, so... For better or worse. Yeah. Don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody is bound to make mistakes. This one is not. It's, it's not this is a, not their mistake. Yeah, not, not an own goal in their, their case. Uh, so if you want to keep on top of what we're doing, uh, we are coming back uh, and being more active now again. So uh, if you want to keep on, keep tabs on what, what we're up to uh, and episode releases, you can follow us on our Facebook page. Instagram is Terra Named Reverses. And our website is terranadreverses.com, uh, so that's where you can find all of our show notes, links to the episodes, and otherwise you can you can also find our podcast if you just search Terranadreverses Scarecrow Video Movie Guide on yeah, any, yeah. any platform. And if you want to drop us a line, it's terranadreverses at gmail.com. Yep. Um, we are going to be moving to a new model of episode releases since, obviously, up until now it's been pretty sporadic, but we're going to try to do blocks of episodes so this will be the first out of uh, six episodes that are going to come out on a weekly basis knock on wood uh for the next five weeks after this one and then we'll take a break a couple months probably and then do another six so we're going to try to get onto a schedule for, like that rather than doing an episode every 
seven months. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hopefully uh, we'll be more more regular about that. It feels like when, like, did you ever have a, like, a diary or a journal when you oh, were little yeah. and you would not write anything for in it for sure. months and then you'd be like, I promise to writing you every day from now on and then it would be seven months later. Yeah. And dear diary, I'm sorry, I forgot. Uh, everything's still exactly like it was because I'm eight. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we, we have plans to have a more structured release schedule for for the foreseeable future. Hopefully that will come through. And yeah, I guess that wraps it up for this episode. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Hope you guys are doing well, staying safe, stay safe. Um, hope you're, you're, you've got some income and you're able to, uh, you're taking care of yourself, your families and in your sanity. Try to give people a little more grace, grace than you normally would. It's hard for everybody right now. So just be as patient as you can. It's, it's hard times right now. So just everybody's doing the best they can. And we will see you next week. But until then, catch, catch you, you later, later potato, potato hags. hags.